Rabbi, how do you respond to depression? Very challenging topic, and it's very, um, it's individual. Every person's got their own story and their own uh, background. Uh, First of all, I'm a listening ear. I'm a listener. And that's the way you really respond is let the person speak. It says, If somebody has a problem, a worry in the heart, you should allow them to speak about it. But at the end of the day, I am not a therapist. And I do say that to people. So if they do really need help in terms of depression, then they may need to go to a therapist. That's not who I am. According to the the American Psychological Association, well, depression is the experience of extreme low moods and a loss of interest. Doesn't eat, doesn't do sport, is not interested in anything at all. So that's what we, what we would call already a symptom of depression. And it's caused either in three ways. This is the APA, and it's very similar to what Maimonides says, actually. Either by biological sources or... Uh, psychological that's number two and social sources of distress so biological could just be genetic psychological and social source of distress could be the way that you're thinking or the environment that you've been brought up in so these are i believe that psychological and social sources of distress can be changed Uh, biological is more difficult to change so Get, don't get me wrong, Judaism. This is the, is this weird thought that we are against medicine, we are against um, uh, science. That's far from the truth. Judaism is not like that. You know, uh, in 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 almost every way, we are not like that. We don't believe in turning away from conventional medicine or anything like that. But we do believe in working on ourselves. So. Uh, you know, it, it definitely, two out of those three reasons could definitely be worked on. And that's the psychological aspect and the social aspect that have been things that have been, you know, hurting me in terms of making me think wrong. So I could actually work on those two. There are things in terms of depression that can't be, but those last two are definitely things that we can work on. So there is the need for medication. That's no question about it. But there are things that we can work on. Now, I, I will not ever tell somebody, if I do see that I could help them, I will never start off by telling them how they need to know what happiness and pleasure and joy really is. Because a lot of times uh, we could be depressed because we don't know what real happiness is. That's true. But I will never respond to somebody like that. This is what I would always tell them. And this is so important because it's important for us to know. If we ever, and every human being goes through depressing moments, you can't label it as, I'm depressed. You shouldn't label it too quickly. Don't label yourself too quickly uh, as, I'm depressed, I'm depressed, because then you, you remove from yourself a sense of responsibility. You know the environment where, where you're around somebody, you keep saying, I'm depressed, I'm depressed, I'm depressed, and you start thinking, wait, I'm depressed. We had it with somebody else. There was someone I know who kept telling me, I'm burning out, I'm burning out, I'm burning out, I'm burning out, until I was saying, wait a second, maybe I'm burning out, you know? So you can't be in an environment where they keep saying that because then it actually makes you think maybe there's something wrong with yourself. It removes from you the sense of responsibility. So we need to have responsibility. But one thing's for sure, and this is so important for ourselves, okay? And this is when I would answer if I do feel like this person can get help from me and is not in a situation where they really do need help 
uh, from uh, conventional medicine. So what I say is that, you know, depression is actually a very good stage. What? Really? Yeah. It's a far greater stage than, it's not the rock bottom. People think that depression is the worst place that a person can be. And I want to tell you and give you news that it's not. There's a stage beforehand that's way worse. And do you know what it is? It's being busy with something that avoids you from recognizing that in 30, 40 years, you will be depressed. That is way worse than depression. Because depression is, in a way, a sense of awakening. Like, hey, the way I, the, what I've done is not good. Or it's a sense of, I, I can't fill that expectation that I always wanted. This is really bad and I'm, I'm worthless. And it's just like this feeling of, I'm never going to make the goals that I always dreamed of. It's the expectations that I'm not able to fill. And I just, it's this feeling of emptiness. And that feeling is actually a much better place than somebody who's constantly in their dream of this, you know, people that come to LA, hundreds of people that come to LA with the dream of becoming a famous movie star. There's, we only hear of the people that come famous. We only hear of the musicians that come famous. How many musicians are there that tried to become famous and they didn't? They pursued it their whole life and didn't make it? They thought they were brilliant actors, but they just didn't make it? There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds more of people like that. But that was their ambition and that's what their thought was and they just didn't make it. So... I think that what's, what's the worst is to be in a pursuit of something that would eventually lead to depression. It's way worse than being in de depression, at least is an awakening. Okay, I need to change course. What, the way I'm living isn't good. I need to do something. I need to get help. I need to get out of this place where I'm in. But at least I'm in a place where I'm starting to move myself upwards. The worst is somebody who's still going downhill and it doesn't, hasn't hit the bottom of the hill yet. That's way worse. So a person needs to recognize that where, where they are in, in terms of feeling bad with themselves or in a bad mood is actually a much better place than you think. First thing, much better than you think. Once you recognize that there's what to work on, but, but at least to recognize that, hey, you're not really rock bottom. You think you are, but you're not. There's a place which is much worse. You know, when, when somebody reaches 80, pursued something their whole life, and then realized at the age of 80, what did I do all this for? That's rock bottom. That's, that's really bad. And even if that happens, it's never too late. According to Judaism, it's never too late. But still, at least at a young age, if somebody does feel that moment of depression, hey, get, guess what? You're not at rock bottom. So um, I'll give you an example, okay? So how we can work on this. I'll give you an example. There, there are times where somebody, uh, I sit with people, I sit with many people, and Shira does too. And we sit with a lot of young people. And our experience has been there's some people that are out of touch with their dreams. It's true, you should pursue your dreams and you should you shouldn't, you know, if this if this is your passion, you should go with your passion. But some people are out of touch with their with their passion. So, you know, I've sat with a with with a musician and he's like, hey Rabbi, I want to give you a uh, you know, the pick. I want you to have it. It's mine. It's my best one. And I want you to have it. And I'm like, thank you. That's so kind. And then he says to me, listen, 
This is what I want to be. This is what I want to be my whole life. This is my dream. This is my passion. Rabbi, this is my passion. And I'm really impressed. But there's a moment where I recognize that, wait a second, this is getting dangerous. And that's when the person makes that passion the only thing that they're involved in. That, that's their only dream. And then I think to myself, wait a second, there's, life is a lot broader. That, that shouldn't be your only goal. What's your goal of life when I'm 80? And a lot of people, their goal of life is to be a, you know, a professional musician, a professional. Uh, that's my goal in life. I want to see myself. But that's not the only thing of life. You've got to broaden your goals, make it more meaningful. The, the, the goal has to be broader, not bigger. But broader, there's not only one thing. If somebody's stuck and overly focused on one thing as their goal in life, then I, I say to myself, this is dangerous. Because at some point, either it's gonna get, he'll get there, but then he'll say, wow, I spent 80 years. This is what's going to happen. Either he'll become a famous musician, and then he'll get really popular and continue being passionate about his music and then reach 80 and say, oh my gosh, I spent all my life just with music and didn't do anything beyond that. That's terrible. And then they can reach depression. Or they could spend the next 30 years pursuing the passion, realizing after 30 years, this is going nowhere. I need to start something new. And that will also lead to depression. That could be avoided if a person has a broader sense of goals in life. Life is not just about how I succeed in my career. That's my goal. That's not the only goal. It needs to be broader than that, more meaningful than that, beyond just the goal of a successful career. You know, there's a family that needs to be in a picture. How do I want to look at, my, at the end of my life? What, what is it that I need in my end of my life? What, what do I want to have? That needs to be in the picture. You see, no one has on their grave written, here lies a dentist that filled 2,500 cavities. Here lies a dentist that helped people um, renew, uh, put, put in new teeth into people's mouths. It's just never going to happen. What it could say is, here lies a dentist that was really kind with all his patients. That what it, that's what it could say. You see, our goal needs to be broader than just uh, one area which I believe is dangerous because you make your expectations really high on one thing, which is not necessarily meaningful. If it's meaningful, great. But if it's not meaningful, then that, if that expectation falls, there's, there's disappointment. Disappointment comes from expectations that can't be filled. That's how disappointment comes. Now, there's nothing wrong with thinking big, but your, your, your mindset has to be broader than just the goal. Like, if I don't get the goal, I'm a failure. That's, that's, that's not good.